everybody, myself included, has self-doubt. I, I, I bet you when J.K. Rowling puts out a new book, she has self-doubt. I mean, it's just, it comes with the territory. And so if you believe that there are some people who are so self-confident that, you know, they quote-unquote know everything will be successful, you'd be deluding yourself. Everybody has issues like that. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. This show is for the person who is learning the art of the start and wanting to enchant, but they are running into the resistance that everyone faces. On this podcast, I'm fortunate to interview and discuss how successful entrepreneurs have starved the doubts, moved into self-confidence, and are making their dreams, their business, and their passion a reality. You can do it too. I'm very fortunate to share with you my guest today, Guy Kawasaki. Getting the opportunity to interview Guy would have never happened if it had not been for Kristen Chong. She was able to help arrange this interview and was originally slated to be a co-host, but unfortunately technical difficulties prevented that from working out. Regardless, I appreciate Kristen's help and I hope that you enjoy the interview with Guy Kawasaki. Let's kick off with the interview and do a wrap-up at the end. Guy Kawasaki is a husband with four children and a lot of pets. He is a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling author who has written several books, including, most recently, Ape, which is authors, publishers, and entrepreneurs, What the Plus, Enchantment, and the Art of the Start. He is also the co-founder of Alltop.com, an online magazine rack of popular topics on the web. Guy is a special advisor to the Motorola Business Unit of Google and is an evangelist for Google Plus today. Guy, holy cow. It is an honor to have you on the show. It's an honor for me to be on the show. Thank you very much. Well, my pleasure. Now, Guy, recently I saw that you posted on Google Plus the Philadelphia Orchestra mini performance (laughs) on a delayed airplane sitting on the tarmac in Beijing for three hours. And and I'm just curious. That that brings up two questions. But the first one is, what is the best concert or performance that you have ever experienced? Wow. That's a hard question. It it would... You know, I have a past from Hawaii. I was born and raised in Hawaii, and many, many, uh, too many decades ago, I went to a great Cecilio and Capono concert. And so Cecilio and Capono, which probably no one listening to this will have heard of, uh, but that was a long time ago. Uh, But now, you know... I'm so old and dealing with the parking and the crowd and the loud noise. I don't go to concerts anymore. <laughs> the other question is, what's one of the craziest airplane experiences that you can recall? I once had to go to Russia to give a 45-minute speech. And uh, the way I got there was San Francisco to Frankfurt. Frankfurt to Ekaterinburg by private jet. Uh, I got there at three in the morning. Wake up at nine or eight. Spoke. Got back on the same jet. Flew back to Frankfurt. Frankfurt back to San Francisco. I was in Russia for about nine hours. And that was a long way to go for nine hours. Yeah. Welcome to my life. I hope you had some good books to read. Yeah, actually, uh, you spend most of the time sleeping when you do that. 
camera. Nikon Coolpix A versus Fujifilm X100S. <laughs> you either are stalking me or you're very lucky, but <laughs> I happen to have a Fujifilm X100S, and I love that camera. That said, I also own a D800 with a 300mm uh, lens that I use for sports photography. And when I do shoot on the street or people, and if I'm if I really am into it and I'm want I'm willing to carry something big and heavy, I would carry a D800 with a 50 millimeter lens, like a 1.4 lens. But generally speaking, I always have a Fujifilm X100S with me. Which is your bigger pet peeve? Total troll wussies on social media versus Apple changing the cable connector. <laughs> uh, trolls, because Apple changing the cable connector, I've already bought all new connectors, <laughs> so that problem goes away at some point. Mm -hmm. But trolls, I, I actually, I advise people to never confront trolls, but then I don't listen to my own advice. Do you have a good story where you've confronted a troll? Well, to tell you the truth, you know, half the time when you confront trolls, you'll find out that they are perfectly nice, well-meaning people. You know, you just can't read the exact tone based on a digital representation of their message. The other half, they really are stupid, cowardly, pain in the asses. The the hard part is to figure out which is which. <laughs> so, so what is your best practice or best tip for dealing with haters? I, I think that the thing you should do is Assume innocence until proven guilty. Send one polite response. See what happens. And if they come back twice and they act like a troll, then it's open season. What is your definition of open season? Open season means block, report, unfollow, and, uh, tell them to do anatomically impossible things. Crowdfunding, Indiegogo versus Kickstarter. Indiegogo, I happen to know the founder of Indiegogo, and I think she's just a terrific person, so Indiegogo. Guy, do you have any advice for successfully funded projects? Based on what I've seen, I think the key to getting funding is the quality of like a minute and a half video. Uh, deliver, for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a simple thing, huh? Who's your bigger influence, Bob Caldini or Dale Carnegie? Bob Caldini. Uh, Bob Cialdini, his book, Influence in How to Win, jeez, uh, I almost put the two together. Bob Cialdini's book is called Influence, and obviously Dale Carnegie's book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. But Bob Cialdini's book with the, the social psychology studies, you know, the, the instruction on how to reciprocate and cause reciprocation, I love Cialdini's book. You recently had a post on Google Plus on why we should strive for unpopularity, and you linked to the TEDx talk by Erica Napolitano on rethinking unpopular. Is striving for unpopularity conflicting with winning friends, influencing people, and leaving your mark? Not necessarily. On the face, it would appear to, but my calculation is that there are some people that you should piss off, and... By pissing off those people, it'll actually drive people who agree with you to like you even more. So I think the worst case is you're neither here nor there. You're just kind of a, you know, whipping boy or whipping girl and you don't stand up for what you are. I think 
it's more enchanting to you know, take a stand and people love you or hate you, but they don't feel indifferent to you. What advice do you have on taking a stand? Do it regularly. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. Consistency. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned earlier ape, authors, publishers, and entrepreneurs. What did you learn from the self-publishing process for ape that you plan to apply for your next self-published book? Certainly, I will continue to crowdsource feedback. Certainly, I will continue to send out copies to anybody who promises or says that they will review the book. I think that was those things work so well for Abe that I'll definitely do those again. You're passionate about encouraging your audience to change the world. What advice do you offer to the listeners who want to change the world but are running into resistance and dealing with self-doubt? I wish I could tell you that whenever you run into resistance, it means you're doing the right thing. It doesn't work out that way, but for one thing, everybody, myself included, has self-doubt. I, I, I bet you when J.K. Rowling puts out a new book, she has self-doubt. I mean, it's just, it comes with the territory. And so if you believe that there are some people who are so self-confident that you know they quote-unquote know everything will be successful, you'd be deluding yourself. Everybody has issues like that. Your mother gave you advice to not take crap from anybody. <laughs> yeah. What advice do you give to your kids? You should listen to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I've become my parents. Do you also uh, tell them to not take crap from anybody? Based on what I've seen so far, that's not an issue with my kids. That's good. <laughs> to put it mildly. What I, what I try to, you know, another lesson that I learned from my father in particular is the concept of noblesse oblige, which is, you know, we're fortunate people, so we have an obligation to act in a certain classy way, not looking down on people and helping other people who are less fortunate. And, you know, when you, you reach a certain level and you start blowing off people and you believe that the rules don't apply to you and, you know, that kind of stuff, I just think that's wrong. Guy, who's doing something that interests you right now? Well, Motorola, I'm advising Motorola. They're working on some very interesting phones. Uh, I happen to love Android, so I like that stuff too. You know, Apple continues to uh, impress me with their hardware, so I love their hardware. But I'm an Android and Macintosh kind of person. What, in your opinion, is the future of Motorola since Google bought it? What do you see happening? They, I think, will ship uh, a phone that is just, let's just say, very good. What interested me about Motorola is that it is at the nexus, no pun intended, of Google, Android, smartphone, compete with Apple. Those are the things that you know, said, wow, this is just too good to pass up. i got to try this. It's enchanting. <laughs> I love a challenge. Now, Guy, how can someone get on the mailing list for the Google Plus articles? The Google Plus articles, where we send articles that are positive that can help evangelize Google Plus, that, that, that mailing list? Yes. I, I don't want to repeat a real complex link. How about if people just send an email to peg, P-E-G, at alltop.com, A-L-L-T-O-P.com, and she'll send you the link. I'll link okay. to that in our show notes. Guy, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. I think you did a great job. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy the interview with Guy Kawasaki? It is your noblesse oblige to send him a thank you message on Google Plus or a quick tweet at Guy Kawasaki.
If entertaining and informative free content is the equivalent of dealing with a hater in your space, then please do not go to iTunes to leave a rating and review. However, if you enjoyed the show, a rating and review is appreciated and greatly increases the visibility of the podcast. Please consider doing a search for Star of the Doubts in iTunes. Remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. Thank you for the consideration. You are a nexus. Dustin Hartzler is a nexus. He is helping you and I to conquer our WordPress websites by teaching us security, backups, SEO, and more. If you are using WordPress, then you must go to conqueryourwebsite.com and check out Pronto. Also, Dustin is the host of the awesome podcast, Your Website Engineer. You can learn more about that by going to yourwebsiteengineer.com. Quick start of the doubts updates. I was very fortunate to do a co-presentation with Ralph Quintero from thegreatbusinessproject.com last week. We presented podcasting with WordPress at Nova Southeastern University for the WordPress Miami community meetup. We had an incredible response to the session. Public speaking is something that I really enjoy, and I'm looking forward to starving the doubts and doing more presentations. I also received word that I will be on a panel at New Media Expo in January. This is totally a starve the doubt success story. All along, that's been one of my huge goals. I wanted to be a speaker at New Media Expo, and now I have the opportunity to be on a panel. I have some exciting details about this that I'll bring to you over the next several weeks. If you're not signed up for New Media Expo, please consider getting that done ASAP. New Media Expo was an absolute game changer for me, and I know that it will be for you as well. I'm also looking forward to meeting a lot of you. Lastly, I had dinner with my good friend Edward Patience this evening. Edward and I were talking about a few books, Launch by Michael Stelzner, The In-Between by Jeff Goins, Good in a Room by Stephanie Palmer. The bartender was actually listening to our conversation and started inquiring about what we do. I told her about Star of the Doubts, and she confessed that she had a lot of self-doubt right now. Edward and I talked to her for a while, and the conversation actually inspired her to start writing her first book, which will be a memoir about her childhood growing up in East Manhattan. I thought that was exciting and wanted to share that with you. I hope that everyone will consider starving the doubts this week and publicize what you're interested in or excited about to your friends and family. You never know how your simple act of starving the doubts will encourage and inspire others to take some massive action as well. What are your thoughts on that? How about you stop what you're doing right now, open up your email, and type guy in the subject line and send a blank email to jaredeasley at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, always treat others the way that they want to be treated. Always do your best. And remember to starve the death. There are some people that you should piss off, and uh, by pissing off those people, it'll actually drive people who agree with you to like you even more. So I think the worst case is you're neither here nor there. You're just kind of a you know, whipping boy or whipping girl, and you don't stand up for what you are. I think it's more enchanting to you know, take a stand and people love you or hate you, but they don't feel indifferent to you.